Loving Heavenly Father, we want to appreciate you, King of Glory, for the chance you have given us this night to come and fellowship around your word, Father. We know you are here, King of Glory, to meet every expectation of each and every individual here, Father. You are here to heal us, Lord. You are here to pardon us of all our iniquities. You are here to wash us with your precious blood. You are here, Lord, to fill us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Father, we know that where your spirit is, there is total liberty. There is total joy. There is total deliverance. Father, speak to us this evening. We are longing for more of you. May you give us, Father, the spirit of prayer. For Lord, we know that time is coming whereby you will be sought and you will not be found. But as we still have this chance, King of Glory, we pray, Lord, that you will help us to utilize it. I come against every spirit of sleep and slumber and bring it under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. Precious Lord, come and have preeminence. Be with us throughout this night, King of Glory, and give us the spirit of prayer and of seeking you. Grant it, kind Heavenly Father, even we remember those ones who are still on their way. Father, I pray that you hasten their feet. Grant it, kind Heavenly Father, for we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ our Lord. Amen. I greet you so much tonight in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ and welcome you to this service. Don't give the devil a chance. Let the purpose that has brought you here of seeking his face be fulfilled. May the Lord grant us grace to pray throughout the night. Because time is coming whereby we shall seek him and not find him. But as we still have this chance, let us utilize it. Uh, let us turn in our Bibles for the reading of the word. We shall read from Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 19. <coughs> Having, therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us 
through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Ebulania kumi okutanika kunyiro kumi no muenda. Kale aboluganda, kale aboluganda, betulina obugumu okuingira mchifo echitukufu, ulomu saigwa yesu. Mukubo liyatuku vira erija edamu erita mujiji. Gwe mubiri gwe. Era tulina kabona omunene afuga enyumba ya katonda. Tusemberenga no moyo ogwa mazima oloku kiliza oloku kiliza Emitima jafe nga jima asiru wako okujamu omoyo mubi. Nemibili jafe nga jina aziru na mazi amalunji. Tunyeze, tunyeze okwa tulanga esubi jafe obuta sagasagana. Kuwanga eyasubiza mwesigwa. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. He may be seated. Uh, I just want us to share tonight uh, on this teaching that the prophet taught, this sharing of why are people so tossed about. Amen. Amina. Why are people so tossed about? Wachi abantu ba yuziwa yuziwa. Wachi ba yuziwa yuziwa. Wachi ba yuziwa. What is the right, Brother Patrick? Ba yuziwa yuziwa. Okay. Why are they tossed too? Wachi ba yuziwa yuziwa no neri. Amen. Amina. Now he's talking about people here. Why are people so tossed about? Now these are just are not just mere people. But he's talking about believers. He's talking about children of God. Why are children of God so much tossed about? These are not ordinary people, but they are believers. They are children of God. It's you and me. Why are we so tossed about? Why don't we have that consistent faith in God. Why is our faith on and off? Today you are on the mountain. You feel so good. You feel so anointed. You feel you can overcome any problem. But then a day after, you are so much low in faith. You are just in the valley. 
Why isn't our faith consistent? Do you know that God expects our faith to be consistent? God does not expect us to be tossed to. And we are here to seek God so that we have that consistent faith in so him. So that we are not tossed to and fro. Amen? Amina. Hear what the prophet is saying in this very message of why are people so tossed about. He says, Agamba. Now faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen? Amina. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now our faith cannot rest upon nothing. A Christian has to have, his faith has to have a solid resting place. Amen? You know that. And the only resting place that a Christian, a true born again Christian can rest his faith on or her faith upon is on the unmovable word of God. It isn't built upon the shifting sands of men's theology or doctrines and upon some church affiliation. But a true believer his faith rests solidly upon the unshifting as he approaches the word of God. The unshifting. Amen? Now the prophet is telling us faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Our faith is not uh, is not upon nothing. But it, is, it should rest solely upon the unmovable word of God. Because the word of God God himself. We saw last Wednesday that as for God, his ways are perfect. His word is tried. He's a buckler to those ones who trust in him. God's ways are perfect. We saw last Wednesday that man keeps on advancing in knowledge and understanding but it is not so with God. God is perfect. His ways are perfect. He has no error in him. 
And what makes him perfect is because he's infinite. He knows the end from the beginning. So the Bible says that his word is tried. And he's a buckler to those ones who trust him. Therefore, his word it is dependable. The promises of God they never fail. That's what the prophet is telling us here. Why should we be tossed to and fro? And yet we have the word of God. Amen. Amina. Now our faith cannot rest upon nothing. But a Christian's faith has to have a solid resting place. Brother Abraham talks about a certain lady. This woman was a witch. And people used to go there with different issues. Different problems. Some of them would be sick and they would go to this woman. And the prophet says, this woman will just pluck part of your hair. a hair from your body. Either from your hair or from your beards if you are a man. And then she pluck an, a hair and then give it to you. And then there was a certain river near where she was you know, practicing that witchcraft. You go together with her with that hair and then when you'd reach that river she would just tell you you cast it in the river and say I have cast it in the, uh, the river of forgetfulness. Let that disease go in that river and let it remain there. And then you would do that. And you know that some people would get healed and their problems would be solved just through that and one time they asked the prophet how come that this witch would heal people's diseases just by plucking that hand and throwing it in the river and the prophet told them there is nobody who can heal apart from God because the Bible says he is the Lord God who heals all our diseases and who forgives all our iniquities. So there is nobody who can heal the other. Even doctors cannot heal. They just assist nature. But the only healer is God. But he told them when you have faith in something, if you have faith in a, a man like him, then your faith in him will help you. 
So as long as people had faith in this witch, their problems would get sorted out. Some of them would get healed. But our faith should not be on such things. That's what the prophet is telling us. With you and me, as believers, our faith should have a firm foundation. Our faith should rest upon the word of God. The unchanging word of God. The promises of God which can never fail. We should not put our trust in man. The Bible says Bible trust is that one who put his trust in man. Our faith our trust should be upon the word of God. Amen? Amina. He goes on to say, the Christian faith is based solidly upon rest. That's right. I was saying somewhere maybe here a few nights ago. I wanted to preach so bad I preached to my wife in bed till 12 o'clock. Just telling her of how glorious Jesus was. A text came in my heart and it kept burning me so great. I just couldn't rest with it. Said, I said to her, Honey, I want to preach to you a little while. And she roused up by grace and she listened. I said, The Christian faith is based solidly upon rest. That's right. A Christian is not tossed about. A Christian doesn't run from place to place. A Christian doesn't fast and fume and worry about things. A Christian rests. It's all over. It's all finished. For the believer at Calvary. That's right. Sicknesses may come. And disappointments. But the Christian is at rest. Knowing this that God is able to keep that which he has performed. Knowing that no matter what the thing is and how it looks there is neither sickness, neither no sorrow, no death. There is neither starvation or anything that can separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. We are at rest. Just let the old ship toss anyway she wants to, the anchor holds. Amen. Amen. 
So a Christian should not be tossed to a Christian should not fume and worry about things. Let sicknesses come. Let disappointments come. Because we are in a battle. We have an opponent. The devil. He will bring sickness. He will bring disappointment. He will fight you left, right, and center. But the prophet is telling us here, a Christian is at rest. Knowing that, knowing this, that God is able to keep that which he has performed. Oh, what a wonderful statement. God is able to keep that which he has performed. God is ready. Is ready there is to something God performed. That's what I want you to catch tonight. That's why you not be tossed to and God is able to keep that which he has already performed. Paul said, I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that one which I have committed unto him. In other words, when I accepted him, I committed my whole life to him. That mighty God, I gave him all my life. He's more than able to keep it. That's why Christians should not be tossed about. That's why they should not worry about issues. When we accepted him, we committed our lives to him. And our lives are in safe hands. Let disappointments come. Let the devil rage. Let the devil riot in any way. Our anchor holds. God performed something. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Let us read that scripture. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah 53. From verse 1. Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, 
a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Kubanga yakulira mumaso genge kisibo echigonvu erange echikolo echiva mutaka ekalo. Talina ambala ne wankubadde obulungi. Era abwe tumulaba nga tewali kalungi akamwegombesa. Yanyomwe banaganiwa abantu omuntu owenaku era eyamanyira obuyinike. Erango omuntu abantu gwebakweka amaso gabwe bwebanyo mebwa bwatyo nitutamuyita nitutamuyita muka abuntu mazima yetika obinike bwafe nasitula enaku zafe na ye twamulowoza nga yakubibwa yafumitiwa katonda nabonya abonyezebwa ne yafumitiwa olokusobya kwafe yabetentebwa olobutali butukirivu bwafe okubonya abonyezebwa kwe mirembe jafe kwali kuye era ne migoje je jituonya amen amina is able to keep that which he has performed. This is what he performed. It is already performed. Amen. Amina. Isaiah is saying, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? These words of Isaiah, the prophet says, they were spoken about 850 years before Jesus came and fulfilled them. But because the word of God has never failed, heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never fail. Those words had to be fulfilled. Amen. Amina. Jesus had to come yes, and take that place and fulfill these words. I look at it this way. Now, people, just like the whites, the whites always plan for their children. Before they get children, they will plan for them. He'll make sure they make sure they have money. Enough money to, to, uh, to educate that child. From nursery up to maybe university. They will save and open accounts and deposit that money there before they get the child. They will make sure they have all money for medication for that child. 
Maybe they will open an insurance. Medical insurance and make sure before they even get the child. They will make sure that child will have clothing. They will prepare for the child before they get the child. Do you know that even our God before he brought us here he performed all that the prophet says in that message of perfection he says God did not just die haphazardly Christ. Jesus did not just die so that if people look at him on the cross at Calvary suffering. In pain and agony. Maybe they will feel sympathy. And give their lives to him. He says no it is not like that. God for a new. Those ones who will accept it. God being infinite. And omniscient. Knowing everything. He knew. The number of maybe. Lies that would be here on this earth. That would be here. The lies. Sorry. He knew. The number of frogs. He knew. The number of people. The billions that would be here. And he also knew those ones who will accept him. And somewhere he says, if there was only one soul that would accept him, still he would send his son Jesus Christ. So he knew the people that will accept him. And then he prepared for them. He performed for them. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. When he was at Calvary, he said it is finished. And he says that he released the Holy Ghost. Which Holy Ghost is our anchor. In other words, he has already paid for the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost which can keep you from not being tossed to and fro. He paid for your diseases. He paid for every trouble that you have. A believer, the prophet is telling us, a believer is not tossed to a throw. A believer rests because it is already performed for him. The way the whites prepare for their children that once the child gets sick and go on the account and withdraw and I treat my child. When the child needs school fees, I will draw from the account. Even you are God. He knew one time you will get sick and he put on the account. He performed something for you. He knew you would be tossed to a And he prepared the Holy Ghost for you. Brother, sister, just like 
This white man would go and draw money and pay school fees. God expects you by faith in his promises that finished work to reach out when you are sick. What does his promise say? Go to the elders. They will anoint you with oil. They will lay hands on you. It is already finished. Because on the account, he performed something. It is already sorted out. Every problem that you have has a solution. There is an account. He performed something. When you are tossed to and fro, on the account there is the Holy Ghost which should anchor you in him so that you are not tossed to and The prophet says, the problem with us message believers, when we compare ourselves with the Pentecostals, for us message believers, most of us, we have on the account all the promises. We have the word. But we lack the faith. But then the Pentecostals, they have a lot of faith. They can pray. They can fast. They can claim. But on the account, there is nothing. They lack the word. And the prophet said, it is just like somebody having an account. Having a lot of money on it. But yet he doesn't know how to sign for that money. When he has a problem, he cannot sign a check to draw the money. So those Those are the message believers. But then the Pentecostals, they don't have any money on their account. But yet they can sign. They have faith. But on their account it is empty. But he says, we need to combine the two. We message believers. Let us have faith in God. The work is already performed. The account is full. All the blessings. If you want healing, by his stripes, you were healed. It is already finished work. Whichever problem that you go through, you just have to sign a check. Because 
Because the money is there. God has opened our eyes to this message of the hour. To the word. To the solid rock. Cannot be moved. So God does not expect us to be tossed. Amen. Amina. Our anchor should be should hold in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Holy Ghost is our anchor. God saved you and me. Not to be shaken to and fro. Not to be tossed. But to be anchored. He told his disciples. Do not go to Samaria. Do not go to Judea. Go in the upper room. And wait for the promise. And when that promise will come, when the Holy Ghost will come, he will teach you all things. And he will, he will even bring to remembrance all the things that I taught you. He knew without the Holy Ghost, they could do nothing. Do you know that without the Holy Ghost, these people could do nothing? When the Lord Jesus Christ died and departed from them, even some of them went back fishing. They backslid. And the Bible says, one time Jesus Christ came and found them fishing. They had fished all night long. And now they were just, you know, drying their nets. So disappointed, ready to go back And the Bible says, he asked them, children, do you have something to eat? He tells Peter, launch in the deep. And he tells him, throw your nets on this side for a catch of fish. And Peter tells him, Master, we have toiled all night long. Without getting even a single fish. Nevertheless, at your word, Lord, I'll throw the net. And the Bible says that when he threw the net, he enclosed a lot of fishes until the net almost broke. A lot of fish, I think they were different types. Different fishes until the net almost broke. And they said that they called their friends. Come and help us. And Peter fell on Jesus' feet. He said, depart from me, Lord. For I am a sinner. 
being tossed to and fro. departed from them and they went back to fishing. But Jesus told Peter, Peter, don't fear. I will make you a fisher of men. The Lord knew that time is coming whereby Peter will not be tossed to and Peter will not keep on backsliding and backsliding. One time he will be a fisher of men. He knew him before the foundation of the world. He knew there was something that was going to stabilize Peter. He to and fro. Do you know that God knows? In you know all that being tossed to and fro. Just like the Peters were being tossed. He knows one day. When you get that anchor, you will never be tossed to and fro. And one time he tells Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three before the cock crows. You will have denied me three times. And Peter says, no, Lord. I will die with you. I will never deny you. And the Bible says, Bible when the Lord was arrested, Peter followed him stealthily. Quietly until he reached in the hole where the Lord was. And he was seeing everything that was taking place. The questions they were asking him. And time comes, a certain young lady comes close to Peter and scrutinizes him and says, this very man used to work in the company of Jesus Christ. And Peter denies, he says, no, no, no. And then after a while, Another man comes and looks at Peter and says, this very man used to be in the company. And the Bible says that Peter even cast. Never, never, never. And that third time the cock crowed. And Peter remembered. And he cried, he shed tears. He remembered what the Lord told him. Peter being tossed to and But the Bible says, when they hearkened, to the word of the Lord. That promise, don't go to Samaria, don't go to Judea. Go Samaria the upper room and wait for the promise of the Father. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came and filled them, these people were like drunkard men until people around them thought they were drunk on the ninth hour. But Peter filled with boldness filled with the Holy Ghost he stood and said men and brethren we are not but this is what was promised by Prophet Isaiah. 
that in the latter days God will pour his spirit upon his people. The young people will see vision. The old people will dream dreams. This is what we have received. If you can ask yourself how did Peter know that Joel promised that? Peter, Peter was not just like, 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 like Paul. Paul. Paul used to read scrolls. But Peter was not like that. Just just a fisherman. Fisherman. But he under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He's even quoting Prophet Joel. Under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Jesus promised. When the Holy Ghost will come, he will teach you all things. Now he's under the inspiration. He's preaching under the inspiration. He's even quoting Prophet Joel. He's no longer being shaken to and fro. Jesus had told him, Peter, you love me? He said, yes, Lord, I love you. Truly, truly, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. And he asked him the third time, do you love me? Until Peter was kind of perturbed by that question. And he said, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus tells him, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. He knew Peter would deny him one day. He knew Peter would go back fishing. But he told him, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. And on the day of Pentecost, he's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's even quoting. Look at a man like Stephen. If you read Acts 7, Seven, the whole of seven when he was being almost being stoned. It shows you how that man preached. Quoting the whole journey, how they moved from Egypt to Under that anointing. Under the That's what the Holy Ghost does. He will anchor you and you will never be tossed that is the only thing that we need in this day God called you and me from our walks of life to take us all the way until we are anchored in the Lord Jesus because that is the only way we shall stop being tossed to Amen? Amina. Being anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear what the prophet says. Now speaking this, there is two different types of Christianity. It seems strange. But I would not say two different types. I would say two different phases would be a better word to use. Amen. There are two 
phases of Christianity. Two phases. The same Christianity, but two phases of it. One of them is an intellectual or a mental conception of what God has said in his word. And of Jesus Christ. By the way of knowledge. And the other is an experimental experience that God has given the man in his heart. Amen. The prophet is telling us there are two phases of Christianity. Why are people so tossed about? Remember, these are not ordinary people. These are Christians. you and me. Why are those people? Why are Why are Christians And the prophet is telling us there are two phases of Christianity. There is the mental conception about the word of God. There is the mental conception about the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there is that experience of the Lord Jesus Christ in the heart. Amen? Amina. Two phases. The one is the intellectual. The intellectual one is hungering. He's also feasting on God. But his feast doesn't hold out. The other one seems to have victory all the time. There is nothing that bothers him. They are just as solid and anchored as they can be. No trials, no storms bothers them at all. But they seem to have something about them. That people who are Christians and trying to live for God admire that type of Christianity. Amen? Amina. And I have often wondered, Lord, what is it that these people, what is that that these people has that others pray so much for and yet they seem to fail to get it? Amen? Amina. Two phases. The intellectual conception of Christ of the word and the experience of Christ in the heart. Brother, sister, God saved us not to keep him in the mind. God does not dwell in the mind. God dwells in the heart. God dwells in the soul of man. That's where the abode of God is. 
And he wants to come all the way and settle in the heart. And when he fills with the Holy Ghost, then you become his dwelling place. Then there he anchors you. And then there he gives you revelations about himself. Just like the Peters got those revelations. You cannot understand God in the mind. You can only understand him in your soul. The message only cannot help us. We need the anointing. We need the Holy Ghost. The author of the word. To come and magnify it and reveal it to us. The Bible says. The letter killeth. But the spirit gives life. So that's what the prophet is talking about here. When you understand him in the mind. That mental conception. It will not stand the test of time. It will not hold for long. That's why people are getting tossed to and fro. But when he comes deep in your soul. When he comes. When he comes. Deep in your soul. Then he anchors you. Then he reveals to you what he is. That's what we need. Not to be tossed about. Amen. We need that anchor to hold us so that we are not tossed to and fro. He says, I've met people who'd stand in the in church and rejoice. And would see and, and would see them go outside the church and maybe Monday or Tuesday. One just living and behaving and becoming to a Christian. Amen. On Sunday they are rejoicing. They are on fire. But meet that person on Monday. Meet that person on Tuesday. The life he is living does not pertain to Christ. He is unbecoming to a Christian. Amen. Amen. That's what the prophet is talking about. And the man or woman, whoever it may be, would turn again and shake your hand and say, I don't want to do these things. And he says, you feel sorry for them. Remember, they are Christians. You've seen people accept divine healing and say, oh, yes, I see it. It's in the word. Oh, thank you. Thank you, I believe it. And they will go all right for a few days. And the first little storm strikes. Back they go You've noticed it. And it is true. And the people can't help it. 
So what is it all about? What causes these things to happen? Amen. Amen. Someone accepts divine healing because the anointing is around and the word is being preached and they are preaching about divine healing and he seems to catch it. But shortly the devil shoots his arrows maybe by showing him the symptoms and the feelings and that person's faith has already waned. Amen. That's what the prophet is talking about. Why? Why? Because when the anointing is going on, when the preaching is going on, it is casting out those demons of unbelief. And people are getting faith. But it is in the mind. It is in the mental faculties. That one is not enough. God himself wants to come in you and give you his own faith and obey his own word. That is the anchor that to help us from being tossed to and Then God told Moses and Aaron, now we notice that this manna, when it was raining, it was falling, God sending it down to provide life for the children of Israel on their journey. Then God told Moses and Aaron to go make a great golden pot and to fill it with manna and to put it in the holy of holies <coughs> by the ark. This manna was to, to be set by the ark. And there it never failed. It never got old. It never lost its sweetness. It was always good in there. And he says, did you ever meet a person that has been in there and has tested and living on this manner? You can meet him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Cloudy day, bright day. Gloomy day. When things are going right or going wrong, he is always sweet. Always full of love. Never to talk or do anything wrong. He's living under the glory of God. He never gets hungry. Amen. Amina. God told Moses, pick some manna, put it in a pot, take it to the holy of holies, put it besides the ark of the covenant. The rest of the manna, God told the children of Israel, don't allow it to go overnight. Save for maybe during the weekend. 
on a Friday gather enough that will take you through the Sabbath the following day. But the rest of the days days together for a day. Just enough for a household. And the Bible says that these greedy ones who gathered too much of it and overnight. The following day it had They were supposed to keep for one day. But here God tells Moses part of it Take it to the holiest of holies. And that manner never went bad. It was always sweet. It was always fresh. Days and days and years. Why? It was under the Shekinah glory. Under the presence of God. And the prophet is telling us. Take that believer. Who is always being tossed to and fro. Take him all the way. To the Shekinah glory. To the holy of holies. There. He will abide before the presence of God. On a cloudy day, you have a testimony. On a shiny day, you are praising God. When things are not going on well, still you will have a testimony. You will not be shaken to Brethren, that's what we need. That's what has brought us here tonight. To move all the way. Jesus performed it long, long ago. The Bible says, at Calvary, he said it is finished. And the, 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 the curtain of the temple was rent into two. God himself tore it. Meaning, you are free. To access the Holy of Holies. Remember there used to be a cutting in between. The temple was in, 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 uh, in it had about three partitions. The outer court, the holy place, the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies, there was a cutting of badger skins. Yes, and down inside there, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was. That's where the presence of God was. But on that day at Calvary, Jesus said it is finished. And then that curtain was raised. Meaning that Everybody, every believer can access. Remember that time it was only the high priest who used to go there with the blood to atone for the rest of the, of the congregation. But now here, everybody, you are free to access the Holy of Holies. 
to go there and abide. Everyone had the right to go and stay there. In the Holy of Holies. One time they put their Aaron's road. Aaron and the Bible says that it had to blossom. And it had to, you know, produce almonds, fruits, and so forth. In the presence of God. Because there, there is that quickening power. That's what we need. People go to church. And they will shake your hand in church. And laugh and call you brother. Outside church. They will pull a little business. A little deal that wouldn't be just exactly straight. But just for personal gains. I don't say them people are here in this tabernacle. But I say they are there. There are things that people would do and they get different. The least little thing will bring that old temper back again. That selfishness. You see? Open up an ear to hear uh, gossip or to do something of that type. That person has never entered into this port in there. They are outside. They are truly eating the same kind of manna. They have been brought into the camp. And in that camp, in the field, they are enjoying that manna. They both have the same pastor. They both read the same Bible. But one constantly stays true and humble. And the other one has his ups and downs. Both of them are eating the same manner, but one has entered in and the other one is still out. Both of them are believers unto eternal life. But one is baptized with the Holy Spirit in the kingdom of God and the other one is outside. But they are all eating manna. Oh, may the Lord help us. We need to go all the way. To God saved you and took sin from you and took from you. Initial step of salvation. He sanctified you. He wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Redemption is twofold. From to 
He gets you from your sins. Then he takes you somewhere. He got the children of Israel from Egypt. From slavery, from bondage. To take them to the promised land. A type of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We are not supposed to keep hanging. We are supposed to go all the way until we are in the Lord Jesus Christ by one Holy Ghost baptism. That is the only thing that will anchor us in Christ. Amen? Amina. That is the only sol uh, solution from being tossed to and fro. This is the only solution. In Ezekiel, in the old times, when the laws were put into the tabernacle, the, the laws of God, Ezekiel spoke of another kind. Amina. I think he is talking about Ezekiel 36, 24. I'll gather them from among the heathens. I'll sprinkle clean water upon them. I'll make them clean from their idols and from all their filthiness. I'll give them another heart. I'll take the heart of stone from them. I'll give them a heart of flesh. I'll give them another spirit. And I will read my laws in their hearts. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Three stages of salvation. Gathering them from among the heathens. Sprinkling them with clean water. The water of the word. Whenever we come in the presence of God we come to be cleansed from all our idols, from our filthiness. God is cleaning us and sanctifying us. Then finally he takes us to the Holy of Holies to fill us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and write his own laws on the tablet of our hearts. God believing his own word in your heart. God giving you his own faith. God revealing that word to you. Brethren, that's what we need. He said in the latter days, I will make another covenant. Not just like the, other, the, uh, the, the first one that I made, but I will make another covenant. Amina. Let us read Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 
not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, said the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says the Lord. Laba enakuzija wayogera mukama. Wendira gana endagano empia nenyumba ya isairi nenyumba ya yuda. Si endagano boyali jinalagana neba jajabwe kurunaku wenabakwa ata kumukono okubaja munsi eye misiri. Endagano yange eyo neba jimenya ne wankubadenga nali ne wankubadenga nali mawasiza bwayogera mukama. Na ye eno yendagano jendira gana nenyumba ya isairi Uluvanyumaru na kwezo, wayugira mukama. Ndite kama teka gange mbitundu byabwe ebyomunda Eda mumitima jabwe, muendi juwandi ikira. Nange nabanga katonda wabwe. Nabanga katonda wabwe. Naboba nabanga bantu bange. Amen. Behold, days come. That I will make a new Covenant. Not like the first one which I made and then they broke it. Yet I was their husband. But I will make a new covenant whereby I will write my laws in their inward parts in their hearts and no one will teach the other about me. For they shall know me. I will be their God. And they will be my people. A new covenant. The covenant of grace. The covenant of the law was broken. Because it was a covenant of if you do this, I'll do the other. It had Kubanga conditions. Kubanga and people could not uphold that covenant. They kept on breaking it. But he promised a new covenant whereby he would go all the way. And he enters into their heart. And he writes his laws in their hearts. Whereby God himself will obey his word. In a believer. Brother, sister. That is the only thing that will anchor you. That is the only thing that will make you able to withstand the storms. Otherwise, you'll be up and down. Brother Branham says, one day, when he lost his, his, uh, his wife, hope, hope, and then after a short while, he loses his daughter. And then after a short while, he loses his dad. He loses his brother. 
And he met a certain man who knew him. And that man asked him, Tell me, William Branham. Remember when your wife was sick. You prayed. You pleaded with God. But then he took her. And your daughter was so sick. You cried and pleaded And he ended up taking her. And he took your father. And he took your brother. Do you still serve that God? Do you still love him? And the prophet says, he felt the devil telling him uh, uh, that God does not care for you. That, that God, God does not love you. You better quit. But he says, deep, deep inside, he felt something holding him. And he says it was like a nail-like thing. As if there's something in the heart. As if there was something. Out 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 which I had received some time back. Brother, sister, that is the only thing that will anchor From being tossed to and fro. Let the devil rage. Let the clouds gather. But when you are anchored, oh, anchored in Jesus, the storms of life I'll break. I'm anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind away. Brother, sister, that's what we need. Not the mental conception of that Jesus, but going deep, deep, deep. Until he has anchored you. That's what we need. That is the only thing that can help us. He says, now the people, there is two classes of people today. Two classes. That is trying to do something to save themselves. Each one says, I will go to church every Sunday. Well, I will be religious. That is very good. That is still under the law. But when the other, by going to church and by, going, by, by being good, it's not something that you do yourself. It's something in you doing it for you. The Holy Spirit in your heart. Amen. You can live the word of God. You can read your Bible. You can love God. When you are doing it yourself. But he says that one is different. From someone who loves God. And someone who 
goes to church and someone who abides by the word of God when he's not only self-driven but there is something that is doing it that one eases Christianity, brethren. When God is living his own law in a believer, I will write my laws in their hearts and they will be my people and I will be their God. That's what we need. That is our anchor. That is the only thing that can help us from being tossed to and May the Lord help us to receive it. He goes on to say, the heart is the abode of God. And in the Old Testament, God dwelt in his glory over the ark. In the Old Testament, God dwelt in his glory over the ark. Heart is the ark. God dwells not in the head but in the heart. God is not known by theology. God is not known by mental conceptions. God is known by an old-fashioned, sanctified, born-again experience. That is in the human heart. Yet men and women live a good life and love God. By mental, con by mental conception. But the real hiding place is in the heart hid with Christ. God needs to walk along and and enter your heart by filling you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God wants to dethrone you and he enthrones himself in your heart. God does not dwell in the mind. God abides in a human heart. Deep, deep in the soul of man. And the moment he's there, he will have preeminence. He will live his own life in that heart, in that soul. That is the only thing that will help us from being tossed to God. Why are people so tossed to It's because they are outside. They have not entered deep in Christ Jesus. And we are here tonight. To plead with God. So that he takes us from this mental conception. About him. And he takes us deep, deep in him. By filling us with himself and overcoming in us. He says, and when Christ, the Holy Spirit, comes into your heart, he is in you with your temperament. 
And he's living his own life through his own will. When Christ comes into your heart, he's in you with your temperament. Okay. Temperament is like uh, your disposition or something like. He's in you with your nature. What temperament is like a nature. People have different natures. Others have, they have a, a nature of anger. That's how they are born. They have a loving nature. They have a short temper nature. That's what he means here. And when Christ, the Holy Spirit, comes into your heart, he's in you with your temperament, and he's living his own life through his own will through you. Hallelujah. I know that sounds awful, but it's right. Christ so yielded you are that Christ speaks the kind of words he would speak. He thinks the kind of thoughts he would think through you. He does the kind of works he would do. He, he, Once Christ comes in you, he dethrones you. Amina. He removes that nature. There is that nature. And Christ doesn't want that kind of nature. short kind of you have short temper. And you don't want that kind of nature. But you always find yourself. You have that kind of nature. But Christ, but he tells us once Christ displaces that that nature. And he places and he gives you his nature. Amen. Christ so yielded you are that Christ speaks the kind of words he would speak. He thinks the kind of thoughts he would think. Through you. He does the kind of works he would do. You are yielded and resting. What a beautiful picture of a consecrated Christian. Yielded and God is working through you. You are no longer tossed to and fro. Amen. That, that is what we need. That is the only thing that can help us. Make us Christians. That are anchored. Amen? Amen. Having therefore brethren, the scripture we read, Hebrews 10.19. Having therefore brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way, which hath concentrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest, over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, 
having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Having, therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holy of holies. Let us draw near with faith and enter. You must have that boldness. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. That thing that we call the Holy Spirit. That is the only solution. And the devil hates it. You must have that boldness to enter into Holy of Holies. It takes courage. It takes courage. Jesus performed it. That's why the prophet is telling us a Christian should not be tossed to and fro. A Christian should not be running from pillar to post. A Christian should not have an answered question. A Christian rests because it was already performed for him. Jesus performed for it. For you, yes, you have called it. He got you the Holy Ghost. He got for you the Holy Spirit. He's just waiting for you to come with that boldness. He's the high priest. In those olden days, the high priest used to go once in a year. Carrying the blood of bulls and goats to atone for the sins of the rest of the congregation. And he would go there once. And he would be so much consecrated. Amen? Amina. He would be having a, a, a holy life. If he had sin in his life, God would strike him there in the Holy of Holies. They would put a bell around his ankle and it would keep on you know, tinkling. And they would put a chain. Amen? With While they are inside, make atonement for their sins. That bell could do Whenever ring. that bell could not ring, they would know God has struck him dead there. And then they would pull that chain and get him out and take him and bury him. Amina. That one was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. But here we have a high priest. Jesus Christ. Yes, Christo. The Son of God. Who paid it all. On that day at Calvary. And he said it is finished. And he released the ghost. And the curtain was rent into two. By the finger of God himself. Meaning that now you are free. But you must have boldness. You have to labor to enter. You have to cry. You have to seek God. But you have to know. Brother Branham says, before you receive the Holy Ghost, you must know 
that was already given for you. And God is more willing to fill you more than you are willing even to receive you. But yet the Bible is telling us you should go with boldness because the devil hates it. He will tell you he will never receive it. He will tell you you are not ready to receive it. He will give you all sorts of hindrances. But the Bible is telling us let us go with boldness and achieve it. Tonight, we are here. Because the one who promised it is so faithful. He's ready to give him to you even tonight. If you go on your knees and cry unto him and plead with him, he will give you that gift. That is the only thing that will keep you from being tossed to That is the only thing that will anchor you his own life. That is the only thing that will reveal this message and clear to you. He promised his disciples when the Holy Ghost has come he will teach you all things. He taught the Peters. He taught the Stevens. We are not different from them. Because Peter said on the day of Pentecost the promises unto you and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God will call. That is you and me. The gift is ours but we have to enter with boldness and achieve it from God. And when the bat is over we shall wear a crown. Oh, we shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. And when the body's over, we shall wear a crown in the new Jerusalem. Wear a crown, wear a crown, wear a crown, wear a bright and shining crown. And when the body's over, we shall wear a crown in the new Jerusalem. Let's be a bit fast. When the body's over, we shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. And when the body's over, we shall wear a crown in the new Jerusalem. We are crown. We are crown. Proud. We are proud. 
we shall wear a crown. 